Alright, welcome back everyone to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I'm Caleb and with me as always is Craig. Real talk, real fans, we are bringing you Michigan football each and every week. Just jump right into things, uh, come right to the chase, rock moment of the week, Craig. Freedom and America. That's what's up. I know we were talking about this last time, but we're we should be getting paid uh, holiday hours because we're working on a holiday right now. <laughs> we did say uh, we did say we went time and a half, right? Yeah, working on America's birthday. You know, I mean, I think it should be a little something extra special. So I think we'll have to talk to management and see if we can get something with uh, with a special pay increase for today's recording. Yeah, I'm, we're trying. To, I'm trying to talk to you, and I've got fireworks in the background, so that'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah, I'm actually wondering if mine might pick it up. I'm not sure. We've got... Gunshots or fireworks? I don't know. I've got fireworks. Well, hopefully it's not gunshots. (laughs) That would be bad. Um, But we... Our neighborhood, we learned after we moved here, is kind of notorious for doing the fireworks like five days before and five days after for what unknown reason. Wow. So that's always a joy, and there's some of the people who live relatively close, so you might wind up hearing a little bit here as we're recording, but, uh, yeah, it's, but, I mean, it was a long holiday weekend, it was good, like I said, rock moment of the week, July 4th, celebrating our independence and freedom, you can't get much better than that. Yeah, I'm like, the later the fireworks are, the more redneck you are, I guess, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, man, I mean, we... I am not always the biggest fan. Even before when I was single, I wasn't really the biggest fan of fireworks. I mean, it's just kind of, I mean, yeah, you know, you get some of those that are amazing shows and everything, but, you know, crowds, it's like, do I really want to deal with it? I used to enjoy when I lived before I got married, when I was living with my parents, my old boss lived in the downtown area and she would have people over to her house and so you could come you could park on the road you could easily watch her house and she had this really awesome backyard patio area it's not crowded you see this great view of the fireworks perfect you know all this other stuff so i enjoyed it back then but now when when we go it's always down to the park there's hundreds thousands of people and and with kids now it's just chairs yeah gotta get the chairs gotta get get the stroller gotta get the snacks gotta get (laughs) So yeah, it's uh, I I don't I don't know if I would necessarily say I ever really enjoyed it all that much, but I can tell you that I'm not enjoying it now as most as much as I have previously. So yeah, I, yeah, we're kind of the same way. We we were on a we were up north, so we just we were driving back and we saw them on our way, and we were like, ooh ah, in the car. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's perfect though. Yeah, They're really cool on our on our way back. So. Well, I'll give I'll give them props. Like they have a good show and everything here. They had um, it was their finale night uh, for this area that when we went, and they did a show that was over forty five minutes long. And so the grand finale part of it at the very end was uh, pretty cool. They did a good job with it, but it's yeah. When you have we normally don't do that because a the crowd is bigger, and then with the show being longer, the kids got bored, and my son actually fell asleep during the finale and my daughter was just over it by that point so yeah i have a fourth of july fireworks story for you we went to one neighboring town that's uh east of us and we decided to go there this is about four or five years ago i don't know five somewhere around that time and we went there and you can tell that they didn't really have the budget for the fireworks oh yeah yeah so, in order to make it worth your time, I think they shot off one firework every minute. <laughs> so, oh, man. <laughs> so, it'd go. Then you'd kind of wait around for a little bit and then shut up. And so, the finale was at like at least 10 of them. That was about it. <laughs> wow. We just went, what the heck is this? It was really funny <laughs> watching this one firework at a time. Yeah, that's uh, that would definitely not have been uh, very good for me because I kind of, I'm always just like, hey, you know, tell my wife if you don't want to go this year, we don't have to go, and she's like, oh no, we need it, we need to go, and I'm just like, okay, 
Yeah, if you definitely have a place where you have a porch and you've got something like drinks and you can watch it from somewhere, then it's definitely cool and worth it. But, yeah, to pack everything up and get it all going for what? How long do you think fireworks take? Uh, Well, usually I think the fireworks take about half an hour maybe, but this one was the finale night, so they made it extra uh, longer and better and everything, so it was at least 45 minutes. But then the thing, too, is... It was the finale night, so we show we had to, to really you know be able to park the car and do everything. We were there like two hours before they were going to go off. They go off over an hour after our kids' bedtime and all this other stuff, and I was just like, uh. fortunately for us, it's only like a five to seven minute drive from our house. Okay, but still, it was just insane trying to leave that place. So. But anyways, it's uh, the, on on the positive side of the note, you know, it's America, it's freedom, it's the 4th of July. And we're working. Yes, and we're working on the 4th of July and not getting paid for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, you guys want to pay for us, anybody out there want to pay for it, for us to work, that's great. We'll do this yeah. all day. Oh yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll do other podcasts too if you want to. <laughs> there you go. And keep keep it going all day. But uh, but to move on to uh, what the podcast is all about, and it's not the hokey pokey, but what it's all about uh, is Michigan football. <laughs> and uh, we'll go ahead and get into that here uh, after this short break. Getting into the actual football conversation, we put our poll out last week. Uh, Craig and I actually kind of both did our own, and so we've got a little bit of information from the feedback we got. I didn't get so much feedback. Our question was, does Twitter slash social media impact recruiting? And it was just like, yes, a lot, somewhat, or no, not at all, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And for the poll that I put out there, which was, I think it was about three or four days that I put it out there, got a decent amount of traffic. The final vote in was, sorry, had to pull it up, uh, 35% yes, a lot. And then 52% said somewhat. And then 13% said no, not at all. So for mine, and I think if I recall correctly, yours was relatively relatively close to the same but i mean that's you know over 80 percent saying that there is an impact from twitter and social media yeah well yeah and you're saying yours is more on the people are kind of on the fence they're not exactly sure they know something's going on that maybe it does they're just not sure yet yeah well and it in uh like we said last time which is part of the reason why we won't go too deep into this conversation is every player is different there's going to be some players that are very self-confident and don't uh, sway with every direction the wind is blowing kind of a thing or aren't um, deterred by what people say. And then there are others that are going to be more impressionable, which, you know, don't like a crazy amount of negative criticism and things like that, which you will get on Twitter. I mean, uh, Craig and I actually, before we started uh, talking, there was some stuff that we saw on social media or on twitter in fact of uh, some stuff going on which so it happens all the time and in some cases it has an impact in my opinion i mean i guess i can't say i know for sure like a player has come and told me that it makes an impact or not but yeah it's, it's out there every day well yeah you're right and the very fact is given what we we've actually asked these questions this poll or whatever this question is to the um, the players that we've interviewed. You know, I think we asked um, we asked Chase. Jamar- I know that. Yeah, we asked Chase Lasseter about it. We asked Jamarik Woods about it, and I think we asked you know him about that too. And you know, I think they both were kind of like, you know, I think they were kind of. Do you think they were leaning towards somewhat or not really? I I, I think they both were kind of saying that they believe that there's an effect, but I know I remember Chase saying that if any if it affects him in any way, it's more of a motivating factor for him. I remember him because um, that was the more recent uh, interview that we did uh, with uh, Jamarik. I can't remember 
uh, his exact answer. So, yeah. Well, my poll, I mean, when I did it, obviously mine was a little bit on the yes and no. More what I didn't give, really give the somewhat, you know, answer on that. I probably should have, but, um, and obviously I had 50% said yes and 35% said no. So that, um, obviously went towards yes. But, uh, you know, I had Ryan at uh, Blue Blue taking over, and he said negatively, if any, and it said hashtag don't, re- don't tw- tweet recruits. So basically wow. he's saying right there is it does. I think he's pretty much saying, yeah, it does, and then don't re- uh, tweet recruits at all. So and I think we both kind of agree with him on that. Yeah, we it, and we've kind of said that before, where it's just like, you know, going out of your way to talk to a recruit about anything isn't necessary. I mean, we mentioned how when they'll release their top five or something, and Michigan's included, mm-hmm. saying go blue or something, you know, that's, I wouldn't really say that falls under tweeting yeah. at a recruit, even though that's what it technically is, but it's more of, you know, showing support for your school. Tweeting at a recruit is more of like trying to engage and, small personal conversations and right yeah i mean they they're they're getting contacted by people all the time and we know this from experience as well from uh different things we've been involved with that they're getting information uh information from people who are real fans they're getting information or communications from people who are posing as fans of certain teams or people who are posing as uh, sports writers and things like that. It's just, it, it gets out of hand. So like we said, there's just enough stress out there for them that it doesn't really need to be added to with anything else. Yeah, usually if, I mean, I'm not going to say I haven't tweeted at them, but I have, but it's been more of a generic tweet like, hey, hey we like for heavy go blue, but if you don't, you know, great, you're a great player and good luck to you and you know in your decision on wherever you go so it's kind of a generic hey you know good luck unless you go to ohio (laughs) (laughs) oh which actually speaking of which um man i don't know if they're really on our list of anything that's come in a conversation that's coming up or anything but on the conversation of ohio i wanted to interject this because i thought it was kind of funny um and i'll try to make this story as quick as possible the church that I go to, my pastor is a big Ohio fan. He's originally from the state of Ohio, and he's been around in the military and things like that. His son, I'm relatively good friends with because he's around my age, and he's an Ohio fan as well. And I put on Twitter, actually not too long ago, that I have a cornhole set or a beanbag set, whatever. There are so many different names for it that I made that's a Michigan set. Oh. And... Uh, I took it over to their house for an event activity that we were having with some people from the church and all that. And they loved the game and they were playing, which, you know, no big deal. You know, I have fans playing on a Michigan board. I mean, I would play on if I was somewhere and they had an Ohio one, I would play on it. But this is the part that I find funny is that they don't own one them themselves yet. And so I actually got a call today from the guy from the guy's son. He's like, hey, um, I'm actually in town, and I was wondering if you were going to be around because I was going to see if I could borrow your cornhole set. Because uh, he's like, yeah, my dad's coming over for the day, and we're just going to be hanging out, kind of doing picnic stuff, and we were going to play. So these Ohio fans come over, and they're borrowing my Michigan set, Michigan boards, Michigan bags, blue and maize, all up and down, and they're going to be they're celebrating the Fourth of July by playing cornhole you with think Michigan. They put a cover on it. I don't think so, but I'm <laughs> I'm just saying that uh, I'd have a problem with that. Uh, I, I would I I couldn't do that. I mean, I'll play on one, but I'm not gonna want to play so badly that I'm gonna borrow an Ohio one. Yeah, I'd have to make something that like covered it, like you know, over the top and just put a spray hole paint spray <laughs> right something. Boy, I don't know about that. Well, you know, interesting thing is I went to a grad party where you know they were obviously huge Michigan State fans and then one of his friends was some guy that I never met but he brought out his Michigan cornhole too and we played and that was quite interesting too so and he, he kept missing so we were kind of razzing him about that <laughs> so <laughs> I kept yeah. going you throwing like I go you're throwing like Connor Cook 
<laughs> yeah, in a short passing game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I just had to put that in there. I I I was about to take a picture too, and I was just like, ah, I didn't get a chance. So, yeah, um, it would have been priceless if he had an Ohio shirt on, and I caught a picture of him taking that uh, in his car. But, anyways, I, I had to mention that because. So yeah, I guess we're you know we you know getting back to what we're saying. You know, I guess recruiting is and how it affects uh, Twitter and things like that. Um, you know, it's still up in the air. You know, just keep it cool and. U of M fans, let's not uh, go get a little bit. Let's not troll these people. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Just kind of to close things out, it's it's easier just to keep it simple, you know. Uh, I mean, like we said, there are some things, and and that's the thing. And we've had a conversation about this a long time ago too. It's just like I feel like we're not really talking to our listeners about educating them on what might be the best approach of talking to people on Twitter because I think people are more sensible but they are out there yeah and so i guess maybe if any of them are listening hopefully they heed the advice and everything because it'll help paint uh michigan and uh better view for some of these players so but that's that's kind of uh general review of that um information and all that so to keep with the twitter conversation though social media for myself, I reached a uh, milestone here. Actually, was it today? It was today, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reached a milestone today. So everyone can be, uh, celebrate and be happy for me because I got blocked on Twitter. <laughs> I saw <laughs> by an L- By an LSU fan, of all people. So... <laughs> I guess technically now I'm a I'm a bad boy on social media, so was, the chicks dig well, chicks dig I was that. shocked, and two, I was very disappointed in you. So, hey, well, okay. No, I said here, peanut butter got blocked, and jelly still, jelly still rolling. Jelly still, still tasting sweet. Well, I, I said that he must have a bias towards creamy peanut butter. Maybe he has an allergic reaction, allergic to peanuts. That's what it was. Yep. But yeah, I, I feel that here. Here's where I'm feeling with this, and I did not really go and search this guy out. There was a conversation going on, and somebody was bringing up. What's up with this guy blocking and deleting all this information? So I went in there, and um, I saw that he he called the Michigan fan base out. He did. I mean, he just yep. straight up did. He said, um, how about the Michigan uh, fans tell me who was president the last time that they won a championship? Yeah. And I was just like, okay, well, you know, I mean, you're you're calling people out. You're asking people. You're, you're engaging in conversation. You are starting this conversation. So I was just like, okay, I'll get in here. So I was just like, well, the last time that Michigan won a championship was probably right before the SEC started paying its players. <laughs> and, and so then his response was just simply, you know, I'm just totally over Michigan yeah. and all their crazy, stupid fans or something like that. And my reply was, well, you're starting this conversation and you're continuing this conversation. So if this is you being over it, then I'm really getting lost here. Basically, kind of like if you're really over something, then why are you why are you continuing it? Why are you, you know, trying? Why are you pulling the shenanigans, basically? And uh, and then that was it. Two, two tweets and I was gone. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I think he was referring to Michigan as the what junior. Junior oh yeah, college, junior college, whatever. And basically, I think what he was doing, if I was remember right, was pretty much saying, um, in general, that the Big Ten isn't scheduled for a year for what how many years it's been that um, our schedule and just the Big Ten conference in general isn't very good compared to the SEC. And so, obviously, he decided to take a poke at Michigan and somehow we think we're really good this year or whatever we're good. I'm like, no, I don't think we're doing that. I think we're just saying our program is finally where it should be given the fact is we used to be that, um, spread offense, you know, and we're back to being ground and pound and a tough football. Like we used to, you know, back in Bo Schembechler day and back when Lloyd Carr was the coach too. So, but yeah, he's just, Sounds to me like he's just, and then he'll throw a little jab like Ohio uh, owns you, you know, and you're just a little junior college up there. So it's it's yeah. just what he's doing. Yeah, well, th- I mean, that was 
if you're going to start a conversation, man, just like own up to it and just let the conversation happen. I mean, he he put claims out there that stuff started getting racist or something yeah. and whatnot. Uh, somebody pointed that out to me, one of our listeners who was kind of following things as well, and they wound up getting blocked too. And I don't know where that was. I didn't see any of those comments, but uh, it's just like, dude, if if you're if you're calling people out and they're having a legitimate conversation with you, and jumping in on the trash talking, I don't see why you would just block them and then delete their stuff. I mean, I told you what my two tweets were. They were not over the top. They were not a vulgar or anything. They they weren't even lies or anything like that one was an accusation that i don't have uh yeah a lot of proof on i mean other than some stuff going on with old miss i wasn't specifically talking about lsu but it's just and this has kind of been developing here for a little bit um because there was somebody else a little while ago that i kind of got into things with uh, it was mainly that rucker stuff but it's just like i feel like in this first year it's been a little pc a little you know political correctness you know taking it light kind of getting used to things everybody has their opinion but i've kind of come to realize that most people are just idiots anyways so your opinion just sucks <laughs> and i'll go ahead and tell you now so yeah I mean, that guy yeah, was just i, I was i was way over overboard it. i think he was using terms like he was saying like uh, michigan is the domestic abuse victim of ohio which is like oh, yeah. you know what you know you really have to stoop down to using something like that that's probably yeah. you know something that shouldn't be you, you putting the two together or something like the, comparing those two is just really ridiculous instead of like you're saying why don't you argue points and uh, facts you know things like that you know and i think lsu has a great program i think we're both on on page with that but you know if i was going to write this guy i didn't even have a chance to even get back to tweeting this guy back but i probably would have just said hey you know what yeah, the SEC has great teams, and yeah, it would be very difficult to play in that conference. But the very fact is, you know, anytime we seem to go to, uh, you know, a championship or a bowl game, we seem to whip up on the teams, the very teams that he mentioned, like Florida. We whip their butts. He never even mentioned them, uh, even yeah. though he was saying, you guys wouldn't even make it in our, and I go, well, you know what? I don't think you really make it in ours either. So there's a couple teams, you know, obviously Ohio State, Michigan State, and us, and Wisconsin. I don't think you would do very good with either. So, I mean, yeah, everybody's got their bad teams and everything too. And so, it, yeah, he he was throwing out a bunch of stuff out there and was saying our non-conference schedule is weak, and yet every, it seems like every single SEC team is playing FCS at least once a year. So I don't know where he's coming off on the tough um out of conference schedule or anything like that but then also they have vanderbilt and kentucky and they never really do anything in football and sure we have uh several several teams that kind of fall into that category as well so it's just yeah and for and for the fact that they have miles as their head coach yeah it makes you know and his ties to michigan. yeah his ties to michigan is unbelievable so i'm going what are you talking about we actually like Les Miles quite a bit. In fact, we tried to get him here. If we couldn't get Jim Harbaugh, we would love to have had him at Michigan. So I'm not exactly sure where he's coming from. Um, I'm kind of shocked that he's taking stabs at Michigan and not Bama, who's been who's got their number every year. And the very yeah. fact is, why, why isn't LSU going after Bama, especially after some of the things they've been doing? Yeah, and we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, and right before we get to that, I, I mean, I would right there with you where it's just like, dude, what is LSU's problem? Because LSU hasn't done anything for years either. Yeah. Yes, they have a national championship more recent than we do, but it's not like they've been in the playoffs or in a lot of national championship games even. A consistent, like, uh, for example, Alabama has or anything like that. So I don't know. That that was weird. Anyways, blocked, done. I saved one of a, a screenshot of a tweet or two of his because he was saying something of guaranteeing the SEC would win the national championship this year. And I have an old account that I have. And so if that doesn't come to fruition, he is uh, he's going to hear about it, I'm sure. Well, you know, so, send it to me and I'll send it to him. I don't care. Yeah, for so, sure. We'll, we'll, I, feel we'll, like, I feel like I'm being left out here. I want to well, be blocked. Man, you, 
<laughs> You're just not cool, man. Right, exactly. Just not cool. I, I beat you to the punch. I'm the cool one now. I'm the bad boy on the show. So yeah. you just you just can't be as cool as me. Yeah. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Once in a while, these guys are a lot of fun to you know go back and forth at. But obviously, you couldn't even go back and forth with this guy. So it's just one yeah. and done. I was ready, man. I was just like, cue the Rocky music. Let's go. Uh, I'll take this, this to the final countdown. I mean, I was just like, I, I mean, I'm I'm not going to take it over the top and, uh, like I said, get vulgar and ridiculously aggressive with it. I feel like there's a limit, but I'm I'm down to trash talk now. I'm down to, you know, push the buttons and, yep. uh, you know, just kind of uh, talk the talk and everything. But you can't go very far. I mean, I was using legitimate statements, and you can't go very far when the guy blocks and deletes everything after two <laughs> tweets. Well, you know, two. this is the perfect time right here to play the fail horn. Continuing that thought, fail, uh, we'll just go ahead and go into the Alabama talk that we were talking about yeah. uh, that we mentioned earlier. And if you were not aware of this, uh, late last night, Sunday, well, okay, actually, I didn't see an exact time, but Sunday night, okay, it's the 4th of July weekend, it's Sunday night, everybody's thinking about July 4th the next day. If you're not watching fireworks Sunday night, you're getting ready for the stuff on July 4th. I think it would be the athletic department then. Uh, but for all the sports uh, at the University of Alabama, they released secondary violations. Yep. Information about secondary violations for all their sports. And uh, five of them uh, applied directly to the football program. And I just, I guess even before we really get into what they are, I, when I saw this, I was just like, why does this not seem like this is what Baylor would be doing right now? Right. That's that's what Baylor has been doing. It's been like something big is going on or it's some Friday late Friday night or something they're releasing information because they know that other things are happening. But here Alabama's doing the same thing and it's like why are you are you trying to hide something which when we get into this there's I mean yeah, they are violations but they're not really the craziest violations so it's just kind of like is there more to this than we know? I don't know. It just it just came across weird to me. Yeah, and the very fact is, you know, right out of the gate, what did they say? They said, uh, you know, there's 19 violations going on, which is, you're like, wow, that's a lot. And then they're like, oh, it's a lower level, level three, which is, you know, breach of conduct or incidental issues by the Crimson Tide. So, they, you know, and you're thinking, you notice how they just downplay it. And me, I'm not saying that they're big violations and I get it. And But the problem is it just seems to be ongoing because Bama's been under the spotlight for a while now. And it seems like anytime something light comes on something, they it's either, oh, it's not that big of a deal or, oh, we got rid of a recruiter coach and he's that's done with. And yeah, and and somebody pointed that out too, and I don't know exactly where it came from, but somebody pointed out that very uh, very well also that when they released that information that they were releasing in coach because recruiting violation, that was the day of the draft, right? The NFL draft, right? And so another opportunity where a bunch of stuff is going on and people are not going to pay as much attention to it, right? I mean, here is the fourth, and everybody's talking about holiday stuff. And by the time tomorrow rolls around, nobody's going to probably be talking about Alabama and this stuff because it happened Sunday night. Yeah. I mean, do you have a list of uh, what they were? Uh, I've got some of it. Um, Let's see. In the article, it was saying the most interesting violation stemmed from a trophy being temporarily placed in an area where prospects taking an official visit would be. Oh, nice. That resulted in an impermissible recruiting decoration of an area. The other self-reported violations are about um, a former player providing free training to a current player and coaches calling uh, or contacting a prospect for a second time during a week and some text messages that were sent. So, I mean... Issues, yes, in the grand scheme of things, the biggest uh, problem ever, no, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of like, well, if that happened, I mean, why why are you doing this on Sunday night of the yeah. holiday? What's 
Yeah, I think the other one was that a coach called a recruit or a prospect twice a week or twice in one week. So, yeah, that that was in yeah. There, so yeah. you're just kind of going, well, you're not supposed to do that. I'm, I, you know, I thought that you're supposed to be schooled on or educated on the rules. So, you know, where <clears throat> they suspended him from calling any recruits for like two weeks, and I'm like, wow, okay, well. That's all right. Well, whatever. So, and I think it, what were what some of the other ones like uh, involved in impermissible like recruiting contacts? Uh, that, that that was the uh, the trophy. Yeah, and, the trophy thing, quote unquote, resulted in an impermissible recruiting decoration of an area. Yeah. Okay. So, which is kind of like okay, you're moving a trophy. Chances are it's a national championship trophy. If it's not, then I have no idea why you're doing it. Um, and that being the case, it's just like, dude, everybody knows Alabama won national championships. So Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say like, that they're not. I mean, they are. They're nothing. But why, what I want to know is, well, then why in the world did the Ohio State and Terrell Pryor get so much flack for that? You know, and as much as I don't like Ohio State, but why was that such a big deal? You know, in yeah. Bama's doing all this, so I'm just, you know, tattoos. So what? But that would seem to have been a really big deal. And then I don't know, something's just weird about the NCA again. Yeah, it, it's it's not making a lot of sense on how things are ha- handled and what's because we've talked about the Ole Miss situation and how that seems like nothing's going to happen from it, and then things have previously been done. Um, for places that have done things for uh, giving money to recruits and everything like that years ago and how I I can't remember the time frame of how long it took for things to happen. But, yeah, this is just – it seems like there's – I don't know. It just confuses me all the time now what's what's actually being done, what's not being done, and what's important anymore. So – yeah, but just wanted to kind of mention that because, like we said, I mean, it was done at a time that a lot of people were busy, so not a lot of people are going to hear about it. So, so let's talk about the timing then. And obviously, this is really interesting. So let's say this lower level, you know, violations went on. Okay, and okay, are they big deals? Yeah, I mean, they're okay. it happens. So you're just kind of going through them, and I'm looking at them. Are they big deals? Not really, but you, you know, you you give them. You know, tongue lashing, and you give you know obviously you give them suspension on what for a couple of weeks on what they're supposed to do. But the thing is, is now let's talk about the timing. Is the timing on when this was put out was the day of Fourth of July weekend? Is that yeah. just fishy to you? Oh yeah, well no, absolutely. Not that's just, that's the main reason of mentioning it is it's just like if this isn't a problem, if these are secondary violations, if I mean. What and and then somebody, um, somebody, uh, an Alabama person. After I put something out there, I don't know how, but they got latched onto, and they're just like, "You guys realize that other schools will be reporting secondary violations as well." And I said, "You're missing the point, because it's not the fact about the violations really as much. It's like, why are you, why are they deliberately?" Making an effort to do this during a time when people are not going to be paying as much attention. That's right. Like, I mean, it is, it is flat out deliberate that they're doing this. I mean, you don't have things going on Sunday night on a holiday weekend at a university working really that much. So it's, and I know you can schedule things to be released. Like, yeah. I don't know if they release a social media or on a website. So they could easily schedule it at work on Friday or something like that. But it's just like, this is this is not an accident so it's just kind of like why are they doing this you're going to probably generate more information talking about it because of the weird timing that they did it than if they had just released it on a regular time well i mean if that person's right then you say okay then everybody's dishing out their you know you know dumping their announcements on what you know all these low tier violations then why aren't we seeing them a lot of them because i don't see every school doing that at all yeah, I mean this. It's almost like this should be routine, and to me, I'm like, this doesn't seem routine. Why is this all over the news? I mean, it got some news. I mean, obviously, I think Bama wanted it to kind of go under the radar a little bit because of the timing. But um, 
It's just, just a little fishy. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what is said about it tomorrow, Tuesday, and throughout the rest of the week if people have more information or if they have more thoughts about it. Um, because, yeah, that's as much as we know, and so I don't know if how it's going to be taken and, like we said, even if it's really going to be talked about that much. So we'll see how that kind of progresses. Yeah. But, um, oh, go ahead. Did you have well, some final I mean, thoughts? I the or? only one that's, you know, I'm looking at, you know, obviously – just reading over these rule violations and the only one that kind of stands out to me is the one where you got another coach sending recruits texts at a incorrect time and I'm going here we go again you just got in trouble for a recruiting coach but well one he was fired from the school and then you're doing it again so I'm wondering why this is happening it's just interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure how the reporting goes. Like, do you have to report it all within like a week or a month or something? Or could this some of this information actually be going back to when that guy was fired or not? Like, do you wait and accumulate a report over like a month and then you report it? I, I don't know. Right. So I don't know if any of this has to pertain with uh, – with that previous coach and everything. But yeah, I mean, if it doesn't, then it's kind of like, dude, what's wrong with your coaching staff? Because you just had a guy get fired for some of these things. And here you are. Yeah. And then you're, yeah, with... you're making, you're making recruiting calls and obviously they slapped him with a two week ban. So we'll see what happens with that. So we'll, uh, we'll try to keep track of that information and let you guys know if there are any updates with the show next week, then if we come across anything. So, yep. And if you and if anybody hears about anything, feel free to uh, share it with us and let us know. So, yep. But um, some other kind of stuff going on. Uh, I have a couple things that I'm gonna uh, kind of tag on the tail end here uh, with some stuff conversations going on with Michigan and Jim Harbaugh. But before I get into that, something that I want to point out that I think would be really cool, and I got to mention it. And I know Craig that you just saw it because you. Uh, I just did it today on Twitter, and I saw that you liked it and everything. But if you guys have heard of the Iceland Viking chant. <laughs> I saw that on ESPN. I have to mention this because I've been thinking about this for a little while, and I'm just like, I'm I'm a sports enthusiast. I mean, I was back in the day more basketball than football, but it's just like I've been kind of like, man, you know, I want there to be a new chant. I want there to be something new. You know, I mean, Seven Nation Army has been written into the ground. It's, you know. Yeah. I, you enjoy it, but it's old news now. Uh, you get stuff like Jump Around and that as well. Um, but I just, I've been always kind of thinking, you know, what would be something else cool to do? And uh, I know some schools have their own thing. But this, I feel like, kind of falls into the Seven Nation Army kind of thing where it's just like, you know, people do it anywhere and everywhere. Uh, it's not specifically to one team. And I think this is something that Michigan could hone in on and do. And I think it would be epic and awesome because of how many fans that we can get in one place. But I'm going to – I'll tweet it out here again, uh, maybe pin it. Actually, you know what I, what I want to do, actually, is um, maybe do – a poll or maybe yep. just get pe see how many likes we can get or something and get people to actually share it because I think it would be really awesome if they try to do it at a game because you'll have to watch it. I'll, I'll play the audio here in a second. But to explain it real quick, the crowd just has their hands out and then there's somebody with a drum and they give the beat and then the, everybody claps at the same time. Mm -hmm. But it's like a slow clap, but then they also do a, a chant. With it, yep. a grunt. I don't, I'm not sure exactly what it's you'd like say. A, <gasps> like, yeah. yeah, and uh, they slowly get faster and faster. So it's almost kind of like a slow clap, but it's very... It, it's just awesome. Awesome to see it and awesome to hear it.
I am saying that the, I think an awesome epic time to do it would be to get the team on the field, on the football field, to do the touch the banner. Like, if they start it and the crowd does it and they do the clap and they start getting faster and faster and then they all just, like, freak out and the team bursts out of the top. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. And what if they didn't even grunt? What if they just said blue, you know? Yeah, something. Or hail. Yeah, hail. Something. You know, so I, I, I think it, I think it would be awesome. I mean, uh, one hundred and ten thousand people doing it together, to get somebody beating that one drum to get the, uh, the rhythm going and everything. I think it could be epic and awesome. And, and so look for that. I'll mention it again at the end. Look for that. I'm gonna put that on there. I want people to like it and share. I'm gonna put something on there. Like, let's see how many people we can get to like this so that we can try to get it going at a Michigan football game. Yeah, I'll retweet so. it on mine, get my fan base going, get everybody out there, get this going, and um, try to be a, put, put as many hashtags people on there as I can who are in the know with uh, Michigan you know, football, so you know, maybe you can get Sam Webb, people like that. I don't know, people that know other people. And, and you know, I think you'd have to somehow get – the media or something that has to do with who sets the stage for Michigan football every day, like has an itinerary on what they're doing for the day. Or maybe uh, the band yeah, director. Yeah, band director or somebody like that that's in the media or something that has to do with Michigan and what they're doing. You know, I think, what is it like? They, I'm sure they have, we're going to play this at this time and this at this time. And so, you know, you might want to talk to those people and hashtag them and, get some of our fans out there that know people and yeah or if you get if you get the right person in the fan section uh, the student section if you get the student section started oh, yeah. on it that'll that'll catch fire oh. they they start some their big enough section if they get some started yep. it'll it'll catch yeah, on student so section is one that kind of sets the tone so yeah so we'll work on yeah that. what a great uh, idea we'll, caleb that was pretty awesome when i saw it on espn i was like and then you posted i went oh that'd be sweet <laughs> Yeah, so we'll have to see what we can do with that. Um, oh shoot, we are we are pushing time again with this episode. So I'm gonna try to, I mean, I'm gonna mention these things. Okay, I'm gonna mention one of these things, and I'm gonna try to figure out. Okay, I mean, I know which one I'm gonna mention because it's a shorter one, so we've got enough time for it. Of course, Jim Harbaugh always being talked about and brought up and everything, and. Um, that guy, like we also said, the LSU fan guy or whatever, talking about how Ohio has beat us and all that other junk. Something that I want to point out, which, um, you know, everybody was disappointed in Michigan losing to Michigan State and Ohio last year. It, it sucked. I mean, we looked like we should have won at least one of those games. And then, of course, there's the conversation around how – impactful the defense really was with dj durkin leaving for maryland and what influence that may have had on the ohio game anyways something i want to point out about this season and we did our predictions and i believe craig and i both said that we think that michigan can go and win all its games except for maybe one and most likely the tough game and kind of maybe the trap game would be the road game to iowa yep but I want to mention that it will be a great accomplishment when we beat Michigan State and Ohio, which I think could happen this year. Because we have not done that, beating both teams in the same year in forever. <laughs> forever. I looked, it, I looked it up. I did look right, this up. All right, what do you up. got? The last time we beat both schools, and hold on, let me see. It was at Michigan State, and it was home versus Ohio State. was back in 2003. Wow. The last time we beat both of them in the same year, 2003. Because we had that really good year, what was it, 2006, I think it was, and we lost the last one to Ohio State. All right. So, I mean, this is, and I'm not, like, coming here for excuses or anything or whatnot, but... If we beat Michigan State and Ohio State next year and we have, like, some crazy thing happen, like maybe a quarterback is out and, like, some unfortunate thing where we lose a game or two or something and things don't pan out as we anticipate, but we beat Michigan and Ohio State in the same year, people, I want I want to say this because I want people to realize and remember this, that this has not happened in a long yep. time. 
And so this, that alone will be amazing when that gets accomplished. So something to keep in mind and be aware of on how long it's been since I that's happened. I think if it, my memory serves right, if you're saying 2003, then obviously Lloyd Carr was the head coach. So that would be, wouldn't it be Chris Perry as a running back, wouldn't it? I think uh, it is. Uh, yeah, Chris Perry, remember it was at, was it at Michigan Stadium? Is in Ann Arbor, yo. And I think, didn't they give like Chris Perry the rock, like, almost 40 something times and he they just couldn't stop him so something yeah, like I'm that not sure. yeah it, that year we lost to Oregon and Iowa yep. and then we lost the bowl game Rose Bowl to USC yeah we did so yeah you're talking November 1st 2003 we won Michigan at, at in East Lansing we won 27 to 20 and then we beat Ohio State at Michigan, uh, thirty-five to twenty-one, and the MVP was Chris Perry. Yep, I'm, yeah, I remember that game well because I remember t- saying that uh, Michigan won that. This is before uh, Devin or uh, uh, Denard Robinson won against them, but I remember saying, "Man, I can't remember." I remember exactly the last time we won against Ohio, State, and that's when Chris Perry was the running back, and I remember them giving the ball to him, and him they couldn't stop him, so that's why they kept doing it. Yeah, I think yep. that's yeah, I think yep. you're right that that was the last time that we beat Ohio State before that. Yep. That year with Denard. So, yeah, it's Yeah, John uh, Navarro was the quarterback and yeah, so Yeah, that was back when man, the Big 10 was looking good because we had Michigan's when we played, we had Iowa at number 23, Minnesota was 17, Purdue was 10, Michigan State was 9 and Ohio State was 4. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, talking about a weak conference, Mr. LSU <laughs> dude, that I know will not hear this, but it wasn't always that way. So, SEC can shove yep. it. And, you know, if we wanted to get back on your level, we'll just go ahead and start paying our players. But, yeah, and that's, um, yeah, that would be ideal. Boy, what a great year that would be if that happens. So. Yeah, well, I mean, looking at that schedule, too, for that year, I mean, we played Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, as was per the normal, which oh my word, we played number fifteen Notre Dame, and that was thirty-eight to zero. Wow, I man, yeah. that was. I'm I'm looking at this, and this is like bringing up ancient history. Um, and then we played number twenty-two Oregon. So man, we played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven ranked teams. Yeah, and we we barely lost those games. So we only lost. I think the total amount of points was four points between the two. So. Um, so. Yeah, except for that, uh, except for the USC game. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we we lost to Oregon by four points at Oregon, and then we lost uh, at Iowa by three points. So yeah, and obviously, I think USC at the time was number one, weren't they? Or uh, when we played them, it's it's got them down two. as number okay. two. Yeah, so. and they were obviously really really good at that time. I think that's when USC was a juggernaut with recruiting and players. So yeah, yeah. Well, that was. They didn't have Reggie. No, that was before Reggie Bush. Yeah, I think it was before Reggie Bush. Yeah, you get far enough back there, I merge all my years, and I have no idea what's yep. going on. So, um, but yeah, so I wanted to point that out. There's another thing about Jim Harbaugh and some other stuff that I will save for another episode. But you know, I mean, I know that Michigan's awesome, great school, and we've had great years, but we are still kind of coming out of um, those rough years with. Rich Rod and Brady Hoke, and even the tail end of Lloyd Carr, because like we said, I mean, last time we beat both Michigan State and Ohio State, we're looking at here is 2003. So you're looking at four, five, the years four, five, and six, where we didn't beat both of right. those, uh, both of those teams in the same year. So I mean, that's that's a long time, and I, I know that last year was great, and it looks like things can be getting on track, and we could be seeing some great things, but. When that comes along, when we beat both, and especially if it's this year beating both of them, because now we have that schedule of playing both of them on the road, that would be big. Yeah, yeah. Like I said earlier, you know, in the other podcasts, as I said, it's imperative we beat Michigan State this year. You can't lose to yes. them. So, yeah, there we go. Got to win them. Yeah. 
All right, well, uh, always good to, good to talk about that. Trying to, uh, that was kind of like all over the place. We didn't have really a main topic on that one, but we covered a lot of ground with that. And um, so we will close things out. And I will actually say, before we get into our contact information, just to make mention again, we will be putting stuff out on social media about that uh, Iceland Viking chant idea I, I just think it's awesome so I'm 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 going out there I'm, I'm gonna be putting it out there and uh, I want to see what kind of reaction we get to it and maybe uh, what kind of what can come from it so be looking for that it'll be on our Twitter profiles and you can uh, find it share it like it and uh, maybe we'll put something on our website about it too but yeah I'd be really interested to try to see how far that can be taken because I think it'd be fun you gotta watch it watch the video it's just um it, it just looks like a lot of fun so be on the lookout for that you can uh, find us then for that um at blue bros underscore in our names so at blue bros underscore caleb or craig our email contact us at bluebrotherssportscast.com um and then of course our voicemail which is 551 that's 551 Blue Bro. Yep. So, all right. Another good one, Craig. And still, ooh, we just is officially not the 4th of July anymore. No, so. so they can stop the fireworks. Yes. So we uh, we hope that all of you um, are done shooting your fireworks, for one thing. <laughs> <laughs> Especially by the time you listen to this podcast, because it probably won't be until Wednesday. If you're still shooting fireworks on oh, Wednesday. Boy. Oh, man. <laughs> I would I would be struggling because I would want to make sure that my kids are still able to sleep. But uh, we do hope that you all were able to enjoy the holiday and that um, you had safe travels if you're driving back today or tomorrow or maybe sometime later this week. I know some people that took the whole week off. Wow. But, um, yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be going back to work, and there's basically going to be nobody there, which will be nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's great. But, yeah, so hopefully you enjoyed that. We also hope that you enjoy the uh, rest of the week if you are working or not. And uh, as always, we will close things out with Go Blue. Blue.